Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Osaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, which I'm like attempting to build up, but building a YouTube is really hard and the comments are kind of scary there. This week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, we are going to be talking all about working with music. I absolutely love using music in my practice and I've been wanting to make this episode mainly because I want to talk about Taylor Swift and Boy Genius and how I work with them in my magic, but this is my podcast so I could talk about anything I want. So today we're going to be talking about working with music in magic. Before we hop into this episode, I want to remind you of a couple different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. First and foremost, don't forget to subscribe to the Jesus Witch Podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars because that helps get the word out about the show. The Jesus Witch Podcast also has a Patreon. On there, we have early and ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, transcribed episodes of the show, as well as resources to help you learn more about Jesus Witchery, such as tarot spreads, Bible-based spells, and spell casting circles, as well as one-on-one sessions with me each month to help you on your practice and continue on your journey. I also have an Etsy shop where I offer Bible-based spell oils, Jesus and Christian Witch mystery boxes, talking to Jesus, tarot card readings, soul contract readings, astrology readings. I offer a bunch of different things on my Etsy shop, so go check that out. You can find the link for it in the show notes page along with the Patreon link, and there's also a place where you can donate directly to the show if you just want to contribute and help us keep going. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's jump into our episode about working with music. Last year, I made an episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast where we talked all about worship and what it is. And in that episode, I talked a little bit about music, but I didn't talk a lot about it. Um, I talked more about like physical acts of worship that you could do. And then when when I did talk about music, I ended up talking a lot about Christian contemporary music. And that's fine. I still love Christian contemporary music. If you're a part of our Jesus Witch Church, which is the free Discord group that I host, um, we do a lot of like different song circles and like worship circles and during those worship circles we listen exclusively to christian contemporary music we also have ones where we don't like listen to christian contemporary music but anyway during our like worship specific things or like jesus which church services we're like we'll listen to worship and then we'll read the bible together um we'll listen to some christian music christian specific music before we read the bible together just to get in the mood and because like you know i'm trying to make it look like a church service but like not like an evangelical church service like a Jesus Witch Church service because we pull tarot cards at the end. Anyway, I digress. My whole point of that is Christian music is great. It's fun to listen to. I love it. I'm actually going to a Christian music concert with my mom in August and I'm excited for that. But you don't only have to use Christian contemporary music to work with God or work with Jesus. Um, 
And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the music that I work with in my practice, how I work with music, what it means to me, and all these different things. I really love music. Firstly, I'm a Taurus, right? Tauruses are very musical. We are ruled by Venus, which is a music planet. Um, I also was like, as a kid, I was voice trained um, for like, oh gosh, forever, literally forever. And I did a lot of auditions. I did a lot of different things. Um, I actually like did X Factor back in the day and I got to the point where I sang in front of the judges but I messed up because I was nervous so then I didn't get put through but they said I was really talented and Simon Cowell was so nice to me and he was like audition again next year because you're great and I'm like I don't want to be a singer anymore that was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> So anyway, I mean, like I have a history with music, so I really love music and I really love singing. So I wanted to talk about that on the podcast because a big part of this podcast and a big why a reason why I create was going to be a little tangent. Um, but a big reason why I create and I do things is because I want to do it and because I like the concept, uh, the content that I create and I like to consume the content I create. And I feel like that's extremely important as a content creator, as somebody who is doing things that are creative for a living, because if I don't like what I'm doing, how should I expect anybody to like what I'm doing? So sometimes I make podcast episodes that I make for me. And if I'm the only one that listens to that podcast episode, unhappy because I made something that I like. Um, and I think that's really important for content creators and people who want to do things, especially like in the spiritual space, because it's so easy to just like do shit that other people want you to do and like let the lifeblood suck out of you of your spirituality. And that's like the last thing you want to do. So I am making this episode for me because I love music and I want to talk about it and I want to share my love of music with you. So firstly, because this is the Jesus Witch Podcast, let's go through a couple of Bible verses about music. These music is mentioned so many different times in the Bible. It is really important in the Bible too. So I wanna talk about that just to be consistent with the theme of the show. The first verse that we're going to look at is Psalm 95 verse 1, which says, Come, let us sing for joy for, to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. The next verse that we're going to look at is Ephesians 5.19, which says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. I really love that verse. I, like, really love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses as a music girly, and specifically as a lyric girly who really uses music to, like, tell God my thoughts. Um, I love that. That's just so good. Um, the next verse I want to look at is Psalm 71, verse 23, which says, My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I who you have delivered. I think that one's a really sweet one because it's about singing for joy and like really appreciating the things that God has given you. I think that one's really sweet. I really like it too. Um, the next verse I have written is Psalm 105, verse 2, which says, Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. The next one I have written down is Psalm 101, verse 1, which says, I will sing of your love and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praise. I really like that verse, that last one. I feel like you could use in some sort of justice magic spell. I may have used it in a justice magic spell before, um, but I find it a really good one because it, it talks about singing of his love and his justice. And I think that's important, especially like when we're asking God to help us with justice or help us feel okay 
out a situation where we were victimized, just recognizing how he's the ultimate judge. So I really like that. Um, I found a whole list of 27 Bible verses about songs and about singing. I'm going to leave them in the show notes page for our Patreon supporters. If you didn't know, Patreon supporters also get extended show notes pages. So they get all of the notes that I write when I write the Jesus Witch podcast. Um, so or there's all the information that I have when I research. Um, yeah, so it's if you want to grab the extended show notes page, that's available on the Fool and Up tiers. Now that we know some Bible verses that mention music and singing and song, let's talk about using songs for spell work. And if you want to know exactly how I charge my songs for spell work, I have a Patreon post with that with a grimoire page um, of how I do that and the Bible verse that I use to charge all of my spell work songs with. So anyway, and I also have on Patreon for this specific episode a playlist with all of the songs that I mention um, in this video or this part of the video for like, they're my spell work song. It's a spell work song playlist. So, um, yeah, that's available on Patreon too. Firstly, let's talk about some songs for Justice Magic because Justice Magic is my personal favorite way to use song spell work. Um, I don't like to sit and dwell on situations that really bother me, but you know, certain songs will remind me of those situations. And because of that, I will charge those songs to be spells for those situations so that when I'm listening to those songs and I'm being reminded of it anyway, right? I'm having some good karma being thrown and good energy being thrown my way. So a couple of songs that I like to use for Justice Magic. This is a really obvious one. Karma by Taylor Swift. Obviously that song is about doing your best to be a good person and despite being a good person bad things happening to you but keeping you know keeping your side of the street clean as taylor says and like keeping your head high and doing what you're supposed to and then eventually watching how karma comes back around and you know you see your enemies fall and i mean we've seen this with taylor swift in pretty practical manners i'm not going to go into the whole lore of like taylor swift and you know her music and whatever but if you see people who have wronged her throughout her career and and the ways that, you know, either she has right, righted those wrongs or society as a whole has righted those wrongs from those specific people. It's very interesting um, to watch. And she really, all she does is make her music, do her business, you know, perform for her fans. Like, she keeps her side of the street clean. She helps other artists out. She supports, you know, queer artists. She supports a lot of young female artists. She does, she brings people who are not as well known on tour with her. And she really, like, supports types of people that she can. And she does what she can to keep her side of the street clean. And you've seen Karma work in her favor. So, because of that, I use her song Karma to help Karma work in my favor. Um, but before Karma, because Karma's a relatively new song, there was I Bet You Think About Me. That song for me, I cannot listen to that song without thinking. I'm just gonna be very blunt with you. Without thinking of my accident, I really can't. So for me, I've charged that song to be a spell for the woman that I was in the accident with. Um, and anytime I listen to it, I just want her to get a little twinge, a little thought about what she did that night, about like being sober, about not drunk driving again. Like I really want her to have like a little moment where she's like, okay, I gotta straighten my life. I can't be, I can't do this again, sort of thing. So that's the goal. That's how I use that specific song. And whenever I listen to it, that's my, my intention is that she thinks about me and she feels bad and she feels like she needs to get better for her life. So I also think that that's an important thing to note. Um, when I do a lot of like justice magic, it's not sending negative energy to that person. It's like genuinely like, I want you to feel better about yourself. I want you to stop doing 
these things so that you're hurting other people because you're hurting so much yourself and I want you to get help. Um, so that is my goal in a lot of my justice magic and very specifically with that song I Bet You Think About Me when I directed at the woman who rear-ended me because she decided drunk driving was a good idea, which it's not. The last song that I like to use for justice magic is Bite the Hand by Boy Genius. I really love Boy Genius. Bite the Hand is a song where um, you know somebody's good for you, but you also know somebody's bad for you. So it's like a kind of like boundaries magic spell, if that makes sense for me. At least that's what I use it as. It's like a very much like I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to, you know, be what I can for this person. But I'm also just going to make sure that I'm okay through the relationship because ultimately that's what's most important to me is that I'm growing and that I'm okay. And I'm, if that sounds selfish... Oh, well, so be it. Because, you know, if I'm not doing well, if I'm not doing good mentally, if I'm not holding up my boundaries and I'm not feeling good as a person, I'm not being a good mom and I'm not being a good wife. And ultimately, that's what I need to be. I need to be a good wife to my husband because we need to be partners together and we need to raise our kids and have a family and have a house together. And then I need to be a good mom to my kids because I got to raise good humans. And in order to raise good humans, you got to be a good mom. Not saying that good people who don't have good parents can't be good humans. But, you know, just I think it's a little bit easier to be a good human if your parents are good to you and if you your parents intentionally try and, you know, your parents admit when they're wrong and say sorry to you and, you know, do their best to um, have boundaries with you but give you what you want as well. And that's what I do. And if, if I'm not holding boundaries with everybody, then I can't do that in my home. And it's most important to do that in my home. So I do it with everybody and I've used that song to help me and encourage me to do so. Now let's talk about some songs for love spells. I could probably use an, a lot of Taylor Swift's discography for love spells, um, but I only picked one song. I had some self-control there. Um, I picked Daylight by Taylor Swift. That's a very specific song to me and my husband, and specifically like the bridge where she says like, you know, back and forth from New York's like sneaking in your bed. That was a lot of like the our early relationship is going back and forth in different parts of New York and like sneaking around with each other because we were in high school. And, um, you know, like it was really like it's like a romantic line for me. So for, for me, I listen to that song and I kind of like affirm that my husband's who I want to be with. He's my soulmate. He's, you know, he tries so hard for me. He does like literally that man. If I say jump, he says how high. Um, and I really appreciate that. And I don't take it for granted. I'm not saying it to be a snarky, you know, brat or whatever. It's just like he cares a lot about me. And in the same respect, like he asks me to jump. I'm going to say how high like sort of thing. We have that mutual respect for each other. And I like to strengthen our relationship with spells. And I, we have a lot of songs that we use for spell work together. But Daylight by Taylor Swift is probably my favorite one. Another one that I really like for love spells, and I haven't personally used this song for a love spell um, because I haven't specifically been in this situation, but when I was thinking about this episode and like using magic or using music for magic, like what kind of love spell would I like to, to cast sort of thing if I was a, a single person or like somebody in the beginning of a relationship, right? And for me, it's like that anticipation and like that like spark of meeting somebody and like wanting it to grow with them and that curiosity of like letting it grow with them. And for that reason, I picked Ceilings by Lily uh, by Lizzie Appline. I totally like go through Lily Appline. Oops. Lizzie Appline. Um, everybody probably knows that song because it was viral on TikTok for a while. I really love the lyricism in that song. And if you listen to um, Lizzie's genius performance of it and her explain the song, it's really supposed to be um, 
anticipation and like the build up to having a good relationship sort of thing. So I feel like this is a song that if I I was using it in spell work, I wouldn't direct it with a, towards a specific person, but I would direct it towards a specific feeling of that like anticipation and that like building up and that joy of a new relationship and that joy of like meeting your person and use that to like charge, you know, when I'm, when I'm manifesting a person or when I'm manifesting, you know, places I can meet my person sort of thing. Um, I would definitely use that song for that sort of thing. I hope that that made sense, but I really like that song, Ceilings. I think it'd be a really cute little love song or a love spell song. So go check it out. It's cute. Now let's talk about some songs for joy magic. So these are like upbeat songs, fun songs, songs that make you feel good about yourself. When I was thinking about like joy magic songs, the first song that popped into my head was Happy by Pharrell Williams. Again, this is not a song I've personally used in my magic. It's honestly a song that I kind of can't stand. But when I think about songs for joy, that popped in my head. So I felt like I had to share it because that, that, you know, that might be your favorite song. And if it is, that's awesome. Everybody's allowed to have different tastes in music. Um, nobody has to be as niche and square as me and only listen to like Taylor Swift and indie music. Um, <laughs> but I think that could be a definitely like a really fun one to use for joy, especially because if you think about the lyrics for it, it's because I'm happy because I'm happy and it talks about being happy right that's like if you're keeping saying that over and over and over again and that's what you're affirming to yourself you know you're gonna feel happy even if it's just for the moment that you feel hear that song and then you dance to that song or whatever um so yeah I really like that song just for the idea of you know feeling more joyful and feeling more happy and um cultivating some more happiness into your life sort of thing the next song and this is a song that I personally use for my joy magic is me by Taylor Swift and if you're a me hater listen if you're a me hater if you're a shake it off hater if you're a weird never getting back together hater if you're a you belong with me hater like if you're a bejeweled hater you don't know how to have fun I really like using the song me to build my self-confidence. Like, you know, like you're, I promise you're never going to find nobody like me. Like those lyrics, they're so simple. They're so basic. And if you, Taylor Swift wrote that song for kids, right? And it's a fun song to listen to if you have kids, because it's a great message for them, but it's also just a fun one to listen to and dance to and gain self-confidence and gain joy within yourself. So I really like to use it for that. The last one I really like to use for joy is Treat People With Kindness by Harry Styles. Listen, I'm a girly pop from New York. I, you know, here being means a culture. I was bullied for over 10 years. Like, you know, sometimes I'm, I could be a little like snarky and I don't want to deal with people. So for me, I like to listen to treat people with kindness, especially on a day where I'm feeling like really snarky, get myself in the mood and remind myself of who I actually want to be. And for me, like being a, a kind person, being a like not necessarily like always presenting as like happy, but being kind, asking people how they are, like not being rude, especially if I'm going out and like, you know, going to a place where I'm going to interact with a cashier or something like that. Like I really don't want to be rude. I don't want to be somebody that they go home and talk about because I have, I've worked as a cashier and I have done that. And I don't want somebody to feel how people have made me feel um, because of me. So if I'm really not feeling good and I'm not feeling like I want to treat people with kindness, I'll put that song on. I've charged that song to be a spell for me. I'll do the boot scoot a couple of times. And, you know, I start feeling a little bit more joyful and, like, I can tolerate people enough that I'm not going to be a New Yorker. <laughs> 
Then for Confidence Magic, music's also really fun for Confidence Magic. One, you can use the song Confident by Demi Lovato. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory because in that song, they're not apologizing for being confident. They're saying, like, what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it, so I'm going to be confident. And I feel like that's a really powerful song. That's a really powerful message. So if you're somebody who struggles with self-confidence, charging that song to help you gain confidence could be useful. I also feel like Bejeweled by Taylor Swift could be a really great confidence song. Um, it's all about, like, how... For Taylor Swift, I know she's described it as, like, her return to the pop to pop music after doing Evermore and Folklore, where they were more mellowed-out albums. So this was, like, her, like, I can still be a pop artist. I could still be sparkly I could still shimmer like sort of thing and I feel like even if you're not Taylor Swift and not returning to pop music that can be so applicable especially as a mom mama. like yeah mama Shh, let mama record this... what the water purple things why are they purple that's the sound waves of mommy talking Scott's been sitting with me this whole entire time that I've been recording right Scott yeah he's nodding um, but anyway, it, I'm waiting for you done. Yeah, I know you're waiting for me to be done. Every mom has had a moment where they've felt really frumpy, where they've just not felt good in their skin. They don't felt they don't feel like who they are. Um, and I feel like that really happens after having a baby or, you know, being home with kids for a really long time and being a stay at home mom where you're kind of like, I don't know if I can actually be a person sort of thing. So I really like using the song Bejeweled to like remind myself that even though I am a mom, even though I have, you know, limitations because I'm a mom and I can't, you know, like dress up and go places all the time, like sort of thing, like I can still shimmer. I can still shine. I can still have fun. I can still live my own life. Like I don't, I'm not just a mom. I'm so much more than a mom. Every mom is so much more than just a mom. Um, being a mom's great. I love being a mom, but I'm not just a mom and I don't want to just be a mom. Um, and I think that's totally okay. I don't think you have to just want to be a mom. And Bejeweled reminds me that I don't just have to be a mom. So the last song that I really like to use for confidence magic, and I think this is very specific to me, um, is Solar Power by Lord, And specifically because of the line, I'm kind of like a prettier Jesus. Because sometimes, like, I've shared a lot about my experiences with imposter syndrome and not feeling like I'm good enough to be doing what I'm doing, right? Not, like, feeling like I, I should be being heard, um, which is totally false. It's like a very, it's a lie that my brain tells me sort of thing. And that song kind of is like, no. I am meant to be talking. I'm kind of like a prettier Jesus. And I know that the meaning of that song is like to embrace summer and like throw your phone away and go relax and like enjoy warmth and that like the happiness that summer brings and um, getting out of like seasonal depression is I think that's pretty much what Lord wrote it about. But for me, it's about being confident in what I'm doing and knowing that Jesus sent me down this path and I can be confident in it. So that's why I like to use Solar Power by Lord in my magic. Now let's talk about some songs that I really like to use as spells to let go of difficult emotions. So the first song that I love, and this is my personal song of the summer, Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. It is so freaking good. I love that song so much. That song for me is a lot about feeling not obviously not good enough to just do anything to perform, to be there for other people, um, not knowing why you have executive dysfunction and kind of like wallowing it and in it. And for me, that like helps. That's like a cathartic release of emotions. And um, I really like using that song to just let go of like a really bad day or a really hard, like especially a day where like I feel like I acted um, like 
not cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, where my mental health was making me kind of be, like, a bitch to my kids or, you know, just be a little bit more difficult or something like that. I really like that song to, like, let go of those feelings, especially when I know that my mental health caused me to be the problem that day. Um, I really like using that song for that um, and to let go of, like, the guilt that you feel after that sort of, those, those kinds of days. Um, the next song I really like is Supercut by Lord. That one's a really good one just to, like, let go of, like, trauma with relationships and with other people. I know that that song's written by about a romantic relationship. I use it about, like, personal relationships with, like, friends and things like that. Um, so I really like it for letting go of, like, hard and difficult people, especially because at the end she says, like, like that she thought she did everything right in her head she does everything right and for me that's something that I resonate a lot with because like again I have this like a blame where I blame myself for a lot of things um even when they're not necessarily my fault so it's like cathartic and it helps me let go of that feeling um another song that I really like um for letting go of big and difficult emotions is Assault in the Wound by Boy Genius and this one specifically I feel like I tie it a lot to like religious trauma and feeling like a sinner and feeling gross sometimes for you know everybody like struggles with what they do and like the question of like oh is what I'm doing actually right is you know am I going to heaven am I going to hell for me I struggle a lot with like believing if like afterlife's real and actually like you know believing wholeheartedly that earth isn't the end and that really haunts me that's something that's really hard for me to deal with in my spirituality I think that's the most difficult thing that I deal with and salt in the wound helps me deal with the aspects of religion that have made it really hard for me to just believe in like a happy ever after when we die because of the aspect of hell and because of like the torment that the church teaches us happens after you die so um I really like using that song to work through that Another song that I really like to work through big emotions, I'm going to just spitball the last two, Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers and Night Shift by Lucy Dacus. Both of those are just really cathartic songs, good songs to just like sing out. Uh, Night Shift's more of like if you need to belt something out, belt that song out. If you just need to complain, um, Motion Sickness is really good for just like complaining almost. Um, I love that song. When I saw it live, I was so happy. But anyway, those are songs that I really like to use to let go of big heavy emotions that are difficult to let go of let's talk about some songs to help let go of anxiety so for me i only have two that i wrote down they're both taylor swift songs one fearless because head first fearless like if i'm afraid to do something i literally just say okay head first fearless head first fearless head first fearless and i do it I do it because I've created that as a mantra from listening to that song so many times so I use it like as like a mini spell of sorts and then my favorite anti-anxiety song my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time because I'm a basic bitch shake it off shake it off when people on the internet are telling me I'm gonna go to hell shake it off when people on the internet are talking shit because their ego's too big, shake it off. When people on the internet are trying to correct me because their faith is so little that they don't believe that you could look at Jesus in any other kind of way, shake it off. When, you know, drunk driver hit me and now I'm afraid to drive, shake it off. Because that's really only a once in a lifetime experience. If that happened twice, I would have two nickels. Um... <laughs> you know, you just shake it off. No matter what happens in life, just shake it off. Um, 
Yeah, that's really it. It's, like, I, I know that some of the examples I used are, like, bigger and, like, you know, like, obviously, like, more consequential. But for me, I, I, I saw something recently that really was impactful for me. And it said, like, if this thing is not going to matter in five years from now, I'm not going to worry about it. So that's it for me. If, if this is not going to bother me in five years, if I'm not going to be living in this situation in five years from now, shake it off. Shake it off. Uh, uh, that's it. That's that. Finally, let's talk about some songs that I like to use for protection. One, Fireproof by One Direction. Um, the song is actually kind of funny if you think about like how it came it, it, to be. Um, Liam's apartment was on fire and he ran out of the fire without getting any burns or any fire on him. And he was like, oh man, I'm fireproof. So they, they did that whole song about that. But... <laughs> this is the most backwards I think you guys are gonna have like a huge explanation into how my brain works right now this is the most backwards way to relate something but because I heard that description of why fireproof by one direction came to be it reminded me of this the story uh in Daniel of Meshach Shadrach and Abednego who were put in the fiery furnace and because they were you know worshiping God when um the pagan king wanted them to worship idols sort of thing and and God protected them and they didn't get burned at all um was that in Daniel or was that in Numbers oh my gosh I don't remember where it was in the Bible but I'm sure that when Charlie is doing the transcript for this episode they will note it for people on Patreon so <laughs> exactly where it is but um yeah it reminded me of that it reminded me how God protected me or protected Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego from the furnace he flays the you know, whatever it's now. I use the song Fireproof as a by One Direction as a production song from God. So yeah, that's that's how my brain works. Anyway, um the next song that I wrote down is Jumpsuit by Twenty One Pilots. Jumpsuit by Twenty One Pilots is um very much an analogy for Jesus. Like the whole time it's jumpsuit, jumpsuit, cover me, cover me. Like he's he's talking about how like his life is unsteady and he needs his jumpsuit to cover him so he can go through um life's experiences. If you did not know, 21 Pilots is worship music without being worship music. We'll talk about that later. Um, but that song is really great for protection. So if you are an alternative person and you lack 21 Pilots, that's a good one to use. 21 Pilots' catalog is great to use for spell work anyway. I'm just not... I'm, not, I'm just not a click girly anymore. I'm, you know, I'm a Swifty now, so I use mostly Taylor Swift stuff. Anyway, the last song that I wrote... This even sad by Taylor Swift, because of course I had to write a Taylor Swift song. Um, honestly, this song reminds me of <laughs> this song reminds me of when we were driving home from Salem, when my friend Christina and I were driving back to my house from Salem, and we had like a crazy experience. One day I'm gonna talk about it. It was like a crazy spiritual experience there. Um, and we we're driving home from Salem, and Charlie had, had charged Safe and Sound to be a protection song with Hestia. So after that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to put that one on my Rasta as a, a protection song. I almost started singing Pasta and Lobster to that song, but no, 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 we're not going to do that. Anyway, um, those are songs that I use for spell work and why. Again, for Patreon peoples, there is the playlist of all the songs that I mentioned um, available on Spotify, and it's linked in your show notes page. Um, so yeah, let's now talk about some worship music for my deities, because like I love using music to worship, but I don't necessarily like to use worship music like Christian contemporary music all the time, and I don't work with just Christian 
deities. So I feel like if I'm trying to bop to Jesus, Jesus, and I'm like doing that with, with Venus, I mean, like, I don't feel like she's going to resonate with that. So um, let's talk about some worship music that I like to use with my deities. I know a lot of people use playlists for specific deities. I am not a playlist person per se, unless like all of the songs in a playlist are one very specific genre or one artist. I don't like to mix my music. It's just, you know, I go into music for a very specific kind of experience. And for me at this moment in time, I really don't like to mix my music. I've tried to make more eclectic playlists that have like, you know, Fall Out Boy and Taylor Swift and Boy Genius and like everything I listen to in one um, but I'm not a fan of those. So for me, my deity worship and like when I use music to worship, um, deities, I will usually assign a specific artist or a specific album to a deity. Um, so that when I am specifically like trying to channel in on their energy, I listen to that artist or I listen to that, um, album and it makes me think of them. For the Abrahamic God, I do have a playlist of worship music that isn't Christian. For him specifically, I like to listen to a lot of Christian adjacent music. So stuff that sounds so similar to gospel, but if you listen to the words, it's not gospel. Um, so this playlist includes, and it's linked on the show notes page for our Patreon supporters, um, this playlist includes things from Boy Genius, such as like Stay Down and Salt in the Wound, which both have religious imagery, um, thanks to our queen, Julian Baker. We're going to talk about her later. But there's a lot of religious imagery, specifically in like Stay, Stay Down. It talks about like, hold me under like a sinner, like hold me under the water because I'm a sinner. In Salt in the Wound, Julian talks about, um, you know, gnashing teeth like a child of Cain and basically like being looked at as inherently bad in the way that, you know, Cain was the brother who murdered Abel. So after that, it was like he was quote unquote inherently bad. So it's like trying to come back from like a really difficult situation like that or being like looked at as a really bad person and then coming back from that. So it's very religious adjacent to me. Um, you know, because we're talking about boy jeans, I also have Not Strong Enough by them, Revolution Zero, and Satanist on this playlist. Not Strong Enough just sounds like a worship song to me. It's literally like a depressed worship song. Like, I have definitely heard Christian music that sounds so similar to it. Um, Revolution Zero is about having an imaginary friend that lives in your head, and that's, like, the person that you talk to and you correspond with, and they give you feedback on your problems. And, like, sometimes that's what a relationship with God feels like, right? Where you're, like, just talking to this thing that sometimes is giving you feedback, sometimes is not. You don't really know if it's listening to you. Um, but you're doing your best to be close to them and, you know, do things for them and, and live the way that they want you to live. And I feel like that's what Revolution Zero, when I apply it specifically to a, as a worship song, that's what it means for me. Satanist, it mentions Solomon writing Ecclesiastes. So that's why for me, it is a worship song that's not Christian. Um, a couple of other things that I have, I have four Julian Baker songs on here, Distant Solar Systems. Distant Solar Systems is like the worship Julian Baker song, like 100%. That is like, oh my gosh, I love it. Then Go Home is another one where it's like a really sad song about like feeling like you want to just leave earth and home being you know home with god um same with sour breath and happy to be here those are similar to like that where it's like asking god why is there something wrong with you but not with other people for me worship is very cathartic i use music for a very cathartic sort of in a cathartic way then I have Next of Kin by Lucy Dacus, which like Lucy Dacus also has some religious imagery in her work. Not as much as Julian Baker, but there's definitely some 
this song for me doesn't have as much religious imagery as like other songs, but it gives me like the vibe of like, you know, like a little like worship song that you'd sing on a church on Sunday with your kids there and you're like, bring it to the next of kid. And so it gives me that vibe and I get like kind of like a more upbeat vibe from God when I listen to it. I don't know. Then there's Call Your Mom by Noah Khan. That song for me is worshipy in the sense that it's about like a person being in a really, really, really dark place and them needing help. And for me, sometimes, you know, if I really need help in a dark place, I reach out to God for that, you know, not that I think that you shouldn't go to mental health professionals, because that's like so important. Like I am magic and mundane. Don't get that twisted. Um, I think getting like proper help is really important, but it's also important to get spiritual help. And sometimes, you know, you just got to call your mom or call your dad, like kind of thing, which meaning, you know, the big man upstairs kind of thing. Then I have Graceland 2 by Phoebe Bridgers, which is a song about like serious devotion um, and being like really devoted to somebody and like wanting to take care of them even when they're in a bad place. So I apply that with God. I Sometimes I feel like it's God singing it to me. Sometimes I feel like I'm singing it to God because like at the end she goes whatever she wants, whatever she wants, like sort of thing and repeating that. So like I'll sing that to God. And another Phoebe Bridgers song that has a lot of religious imagery in it is Chinese Satellites. So I have that on my playlist as well. And then the final five songs are all 21 Pilot songs, Hometown, Formidable, Aircatcher, Ode to Sleep and Screen. We're going to talk about 21 Pilots later. Like we're going to talk about Julian Baker later because they are Christian music without being Christian music. But these four specifically songs, like they are the most Christian-y of 21 Pilot songs. In my opinion, a lot of them have religious imagery. A lot of them draw back to Bible verses. A lot of them are essentially worship songs, but for me, these are like the most um, prevalent. Hometown, literally, there's a line where he's saying, put away, put away all the gods your fathers served today. Put away, put away the traditions um, they made. You know, whatever. It's, I, I'm messing up the lyrics because I don't have them right in front of me. But anyway, it's referring to a verse back in Judges where God's telling like the people are like they're being told the Israelites are being told hey don't have these idols don't worship um false idols don't keep traditions you know like worship in the moment that's really where like these specific laws were being established and in the song hometown that's what Tyler is referring back to formidable for me is like that's such a sweet song I, I imagine God singing that song to me it's so cute air catcher is another one where like it's talking about confessing and like talking like giving your biggest and deepest darkest secrets and not having those things being used against you um and just being willing to give God your your all and just talk to him about things. Then Ode to Sleep, that, like, go listen to Ode to Sleep and tell me that song is not a worship song. Like, ask forgiveness three times, same amount that I denied. Okay, Peter. Like, it's literally, like, refers to the whole crucifixion, the things that Tyler learned from that. And I really, it's a God-adjacent song for me. Then the final one is Screen. For me, way back in the day when I was in the church, um, I guess that wasn't way back in the day by now. Well, I mean, that was like a good amount of years ago. I think I left my church about five-ish years ago. But anyway, when I was in the church, 21 Pilots was a big thing for me. And um, Scream specifically, that song was like my confirmation song. Like I knew God was listening to me. If I put my playlist on shuffle, like my 21 Pilots playlist on shuffle, and the first thing that played was Scream. Um... So I left this playlist with all of those songs so you can listen to them and like kind of learn the religious imagery within them and then, you know, be able to go back into your music and find religious imagery in them to give to God um, too. I left the playlist 
in the the link to the playlist up in the show notes page for our Patreon supporters. Um, the only other thing, like music wise, that's not Christian music because I do, if I'm gonna worship God specifically, I do like to use Christian music with Him, just because it's like nostalgic. It makes me remind myself of like the happy moments in the church because I really do like music and I really do appreciate it. Um, so I do like to use Christian music with him, but I also like to use The Record by Boy Genius. That whole album gives me worshipy vibes. You know, we talked about a few songs off of there, but like their music gives me such worshipy vibes and The Record specifically feels very Father God. So that's the album that I associate with him. Now moving on to Jesus, I have four albums that I associate with Jesus. Um, Solar Power by Lord because of the song Solar Power and I feel like it's a very sunny, summery album. I feel like it's very like, you know, it's a sad girl album but it's also like a happy girl like growing up getting hopeful album and that's like a lot of like what I see Jesus as is it's like, you know, he had trials, he had hardships but he always preached hope, he always preached faith, he always preached love. So I associate Solar Power with Solar Power with Jesus because of that. Um, then Evermore by Taylor Swift. That album feels very Jesus-y because it's a cathartic album. However, it's an album that focuses a lot on healing and, you know, working through your problems and, like, reflecting on them, and I feel like that's super Jesus-y. Um, Harry's House by Harry Styles. That's a really fun album, something that makes you happy. I feel like it's good for inner child work, too, because a lot of us grew up listening to One Direction, and if you did not listen to growing up, like, grow up listening to One Direction, um, find an artist that aligns with like or reminds you of something that happened or like that you listened to in your childhood and maybe you know switch out Harry's house for that um but then the last album that I associate Jesus with is the Boy Genius EP um that came out in 2018 that has a lot more like the darker religious imagery on it but I feel like it's very gospely very Jesus-y and it really talks about being in the trenches which is something I feel like Jesus understands so that's why I associate the EP with him. For Ashra, who I associate as the Abrahamic Divine Feminine, um, she's very, like, hippie indie music, so, like, anything, like, of that genre I listen to with her. Folklore by Taylor Swift specifically. I feel like the difference between Folklore and Evermore, Evermore is a little bit more um, mellow, and, you know, there are some really, like, heart-wrenching songs on folklore like you got my tears ricochet you got this is me trying you have mirror ball but for the most part those songs are a little bit more upbeat than evermore is so that's why i don't listen to evermore with her evermore really just feels like jesus and then folklore really feels ashra i don't know if you're a taylor swift girly you'll get it like you'll get why <laughs> you'll understand that um but anyway, I also like to listen to anything by Raising Appalachia with her. Um, they have a lot of, like, more, um, like, hippie-y, kind of, like, you know, like, woodsy-y songs. Like, the one that's, like, popping in my head as I think about them is, like, Stand like an oak, an anchor, an alder. And they just, like, list all these different trees to be strong-like. So I, I love Rising Appalachia. They're so cool. They're great, and they're, like, fun for connecting with the divine feminine. Um... Yeah, so I recommend listening to them if you work with Ashra. So then we got Lilith, and Lilith is the last um, deity that I work with that's in the Abrahamic pantheon. For her, obviously Reputation by Taylor Swift. I feel like that's super self-explanatory. Another one that I associate with Lilith really closely is Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Um, I feel like that album has like the whole sultry 
mysterious vibe that Lilith gives off, but it's also an album that really helps you reclaim your own power because of songs like Karma and Bejeweled. Um, so for that, and Vigilante shit, almost forgot about Vigilante shit. So for that reason, I associate Midnight's with Lilith, but I also associate any rap music that makes you feel like a bad bitch. In the extended show notes page for our Patreon supporters, I'm gonna leave my personal rap playlist on there. I have a lot of Cardi B, a lot of Doja Cat, um, a lot of Meg Thee Stallion, a little bit of Jack Harlow, and a little Nas X. Um, I really love Cardi B though. She's my absolute favorite. Um, I just think she has like such a cool attitude about life. She's also from the South Bronx, so she's a New York girly. Um, so I love her for that. But I associate rap music with Lilith because it's so fucking powerful. Like women in rap are not afraid to talk about their power. They're not afraid to talk about their money. They're not afraid to talk about their bodies being hot. They're not afraid to talk about, you know, men that they're conquesting. And like basically they treat men in music the way that men treat women. And it is fucking fantastic. They do it a lot more tastefully than men do, I must say. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it. So, you know, when I'm doing my dishes and I need to get some bad bitch Lilith energy because I hate doing the dishes, but it's something that like, you know, it makes me be a better person, makes me, you know, feel better as a person to do it. It makes me feel more confident in myself if I do the dishes, if I actually like stop like dragging my feet and do it. Um, also, this is going to so, so, sound so contrary because Lilith is like not a please a man kind of deity, but it makes my husband so happy when I do the dishes and it makes Lilith so happy when my husband's happy because that man literally I say jump he says how high he he does everything for me like I I anything that I ask that man to do he makes it happen and if he asks me to do the dishes every once in a while I should fucking do that he treats me like a queen Lilith loves him because of the way that he treats me um so because of that Lilith encourages me to do the dishes and you know we put on some rap music I don't play it out loud because I don't want my kids to hear that kind of music just yet so put in my headphones and then you know her that you know we we pop we pop it and we do them dishes and we get it done <laughs> so when i said that lilith was the last deity that i'm going to talk about um from the abrahamic pantheon in this list um i half lied because technically she is the last deity that i'm going to talk about but i do want to make a note that i do work with saint paul and with him he likes Evermore. First of all, St. Paul, sad girly. Um, second of all, he's all about the healing. Second Corinthians 12, all about using your your weaknesses as your strengths, boasting about the things that have hurt you, boasting about your pain. And I feel like Evermore encapsulates that a lot. So he is an Evermore girly. So the two non-Abrahamic deities that I work with are Venus and Loki. So Venus is a love girl. She loves love songs. She loves more romantic music, at least in the aspect that I work with her in. Um, so for that reason, I associate Lover, Fearless, and Speak Now, those three albums by Taylor Swift with Venus. And those that's the music that I exclusively work, use to work with her. For Loki, he really likes anything by One Direction, anything by Harry Styles, anything that's like really fun out of pocket goofy he also likes some of the songs that are on red by taylor swift like we are never ever getting back together 22 um so he just likes really fun pop songs for the most part he's a fun pop girly and i love that for him i vibe to do a lipo with him sometimes as i'm talking about music for him like literally that that new duo lipo song for the barbie music the day 
that like went in my head like automatically he just like loves fun pop music groovy pop music i also feel like young gravy i personally don't listen to young gravy i've tried a little bit of his stuff and you know aside from like the stuff that like gets viral on tiktok i'm not a big fan of his music unfortunately i really wanted to like him he's like on the list of things that i really want to like but i don't um that list includes lana del rey coffee anime and young gravy um it's a really random fucking list but anyway those are the musics that i associate with my specific deities and how i um how i divide them out to my different deities so finally i just want to circle back to julian baker and 21 pilots because i feel like those two specific artists kill the game of making worship music that is not worship music so 21 pilots they both grew up in columbus ohio i know tyler specifically he was um homeschooled for a period of time and his parents were very christian he was grow he grew up very much in the church um learning about the church learning about god he's still involved with his church as, as far as i can tell um at some point he actually like released music with his church released gospel music with them um but a lot of his songs and especially early 21 pilot songs like probably um from tyler's first solo album no fun intended through to like half of trench is very religious and very religious in theme and in um, ideology. Um, and if you are somebody who grew up in an evangelical church or grew up reading the Bible or reads the Bible a lot now, you could go through 21 Pilots' songs, especially those first couple of albums, and find gospel. Like, it's not super hard. You know, just off of their self-titled album, they have songs like Fall Away, which is asking God to not leave him, like asking God for um, Tyler to not lose his faith. And then there's also songs like Addict with a Pen, which is talking all about like, you know, forgive me, Father, like I am somebody who's not like inherently quote unquote good, and but I'm really trying. Can you help me to be a better person sort of thing? Um, there's also songs on the first album, such as like, uh, taxi Cab, Taxi Cab, or Car Tortured to Death. Those two songs very clearly reference Jesus and the crucifixion. In Taxi Cab, it talks about how there's three men um, driving the cab, and it's clearly an analogy for the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and them telling him to change himself, like sort of thing. So 21 Pilots is very, very, very religious. Or maybe religious isn't the right word, but they have a lot of Christian imagery and like themes throughout their stuff, especially their early stuff. So it's good for people who are deconstructing and trying to listen to worship music without listening to worship music. I don't listen to them a lot anymore. For me, I feel like I upgraded to Julian Baker. Not saying that like, you know, 21 Pilots is bad. I still like their music. I just, I'm not a big fan of their newer stuff. I kind of feel like Julian Baker is for, and I, I, I thought that this was an original thought, and then I literally saw somebody on TikTok say it after I sent it to my husband, where I said to him, um, I feel like people who listen to Julian Baker listened to 21 Pilots growing up, and now they listen to Julian Baker for a more mature way to express their religious trauma, and I literally saw that post on TikTok, and I was like, <laughs> we don't have original thoughts on this planet ever. There's 7 billion people. Um, so... I really like her. She is a queer artist. She's also one of the members of Boy Genius. She's absolutely fantastic. And um, 
I highly recommend checking out her stuff if you are somebody who's dealt with a lot of religious trauma. Like I said before, my favorite song by her is A Distant Solar Systems. Um, in that song, she talks about how her and God talk, and sometimes it's not really consistent, but she understands that the platform that she has is to spread a message about him and spread, like, even if that message is it's okay to, you know, be gay and love God, or it's okay to be depressed and love God, it's okay to doubt and love God, and, you know, it's really interesting how she funnels that in with her music especially because she, her music deals with a lot of heavy topics such as like addiction and um you know like suicidal ideation and things like that so um her music's really interesting her music has a lot of uh, christian imagery i don't think it's as clear cut as 21 pilots in some of the songs um but it's definitely worth giving a listen to um and i just i highly recommend giving her a listen her music's slower um but it's worth it. Listen to the lyrics. Read the lyrics as you listen. I promise you will cry by the end of it, and it won't be a bad cry. It'll be a good letting go of religious trauma cry. <laughs> so that is everything I have to say about working with music and magic. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, and um, you know, this was like an episode I made for me. It was something that was really fun, something I wanted to do, something I wanted to write about, something I wanted to talk about, so I'm glad that I have an opportunity to do it, and um, thank you to everybody who decided to listen to me ramble on about my favorite musics and how I relate them to my deities and my, my practice. I really appreciate it, because it's really one of my favorite things. Um, I sometimes do call myself in like my personal life with like my husband and you know people that I talk to. I call myself a music witch, because a lot of the time for me, the most practical way to do magic every day is to listen to a playlist listen to an artist you know um listen to a few songs like that's how I pump myself up that's how I gain energy that's how I can like not control my energy that's how I cope with different emotions and like you know let go of specific emotions when I want to let go of them instead of them bleeding over into my everyday life so I'm really happy that I got to share that with you I got to tell you a little bit about my process and how I work with specific songs if you liked this episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform that you're currently listening to us on. Don't forget to follow me on all the social medias. I go by Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to get my YouTube back up, but like YouTube's intimidating, okay? Like YouTube is where people go if they just want to leave the most rancid comments. Like I have gotten nasty comments on TikTok, I've gotten nasty comments on YouTube, I mean on, on Instagram, but on YouTube? Oh my good golly, they leave you freaking essays of how you're going to hell. It's horrible, it's horrible, but I don't want to let that stop me because I hate letting other people's opinions of me stop me from doing anything. So yeah, I'm going to start posting on YouTube again. So if you could go follow me on there, give some support on videos when you see them. I really appreciate it. These would make the hate comments be a little bit less intimidating. And if you want to support the Jesus Witch Podcast, I have a Patreon, an Etsy shop, places to donate, all the different things. You can find them in the show notes page link, um, or in the, there's links in the show notes page. Also in the show notes page, you will find the link to our Jesus Witch Church, which is our free Discord group. Come join us over there. We do like circles and um, church services, and we hang out, and it's a fun place to be. So come join us there. Um, so yeah, that's this week's episode. Now let's do my favorite thing, which is our verse of the day. This week I picked a very basic verse, something that is just a good reminder for everybody to have, which is Psalm um, 56.3, which just says, but when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. That's it. It's super simple, super cute. I love that verse. Um, and I just, I just wanted to share it because when I was scrolling through my Bible app, that's one that kind of just popped out to me. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.